so happy, Masterful Living on a Saturday. Thank you for joining me. It's so nice that uh, one of the advantages to having a change in schedule is we get to be available for a lot of people who normally can't join us for whatever reason. So it's it's really nice to um, be able to connect with more people. It's lovely. So thanks for joining me. Very grateful that you're here or if you're listening later, transcending time and space together. So grateful for that, too. And I'm going to start us off with a prayer, as I always do. So we're grateful, and we are thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power and the presence of love, perfect love. Love is healing us. Love is happening right here, right now. We are grateful and thankful to wholeheartedly declare that we are partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self for the purpose of remembering our true nature and our true identity is perfect love. It always has been and it always will be. We are grateful and thankful right now to lay on the altar any and all sense of resistance or reluctance to having a healing, being a healing presence, to our awakening. We're allowing all resistance and reluctance to permanently dissolve and resolve back to the nothingness from which it has arisen. We are grateful and thankful to surrender the blocks to love and to remember our Holy Christ self right here and right now. We truly are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of love for a holy purpose. And that purpose is our awakening. Everything that we need is being provided to us. Everything that we need, we have. We are grateful and thankful to let it be so. We share the benefits with all beings because we're one with them. And in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Yes. And we've got someone here in the UK raising their hand. Doesn't say what your name is, so I'm just going to unmute you. Hey there. Oh, hello. Can you hear me? Hi. Yes. Hi, it's Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Jenny. Hey, how are you? I'm <laughs> oh, good. You today. Um, I, I had my hand unmuted before because I didn't hear the first prayer, but I joined in with you in this beautiful second prayer. Thank you. Oh, great. Yeah, so glad you're here today. Yes, me too. Oh, yeah, um, good to hear your voice. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for raising your hand. And um, <clears throat> okie dokie. <laughs> so, let's get going. All right. Let me just see here. <sighs> Sorry, just a few little technical things here. Um, okay, got that. All right. So, we're wrapping up. We only have a few classes left. And uh, it's it's amazing that the year 
has almost completely gone by. And uh, for those of you I've had a chance to really talk with, and for those of you who um, share in the Facebook group, we've seen a lot of shifting and changing, a lot of growing, a lot of releasing. And, uh, of course, we recognize that there's still more to go. But the main goal of Masterful Living is for people to recognize that when they have the tools and they use the tools, then they they recognize that they have the power, they have the ability to really be a healing presence in their own life and to change their own life in ways that are profound and remarkable. And many times when people start Masterful Living, they tell me that they have a big fear they're going to drop out, they have a big fear that they won't be able to do it, that they can't do it, and that they'll fail. And just the fact that you haven't dropped out is a success. It really is. And <clears throat> I've seen people take Masterful Living uh, that first year several times, and each year making progress. Uh, towards the place of really doing the work. And, of course, it's actually doing the work and applying it in your life that makes the difference. That's where the healing comes from, when you're actually working at the level of the mind, because that's where the healing happens, at the level of the mind. And so, <clears throat> by now, you can go back to where you were at the beginning, that taking stock exercise that we do right at the beginning where you see what percentage of your time and your energy and your life is invested in playing small, in staying stuck, in regurgitating the same emotional patterns. And um, oftentimes when people go back and, and do that a class again because that's you have the ability to do it I would do it in class together but I figure those who really would like to uh, it's worth doing it's worth doing uh, you can see what what your percentage is and you can also see sometimes people recognize that when they did it the first time they weren't being authentic that they had a higher level of um, dysfunction than they wished to acknowledge and now they're able to be more authentic and that's a great healing and one of the things that we'll be doing uh, uh, mixed in with uh, our classes here at the end of the year is to really be taking stock of what you have learned uh, many times we're learning so much but we don't stop to harvest the learning, really look at the lessons we've learned, look at what we've embodied and embraced in our life. And so I'm inviting you to do that. I'm inviting you to do that. And the, oftentimes at this time of year, many people are so, so busy with holiday-related things, year-end-related things, that they don't give themselves much time 
And so not to add any extra pressure, but even if you just take 20 or 30 minutes when you feel like zoning out and you just want to turn everything off, have a glass of wine and watch television or something like that, if instead you just say, you know what, I'm just going to as an experiment see if it's more refreshing to partner up with a higher self and take stock of some of the things I've learned, some of the gifts that I've given myself this year, and to be grateful for them. And I know you will feel more refreshed and renewed and restored by that than you ever could by any television show or any glass of wine. And I'm just going to mute myself here for a second while I blow my nose. So, I'm just curious if anybody's on the phone uh, or on the web call or Skype today. Um, we do have the Skype working again now, so you can call in on Skype for free now. Just a reminder that uh, the website's been updated with that information, as that's how I prefer to call in. Um, I find I get a really good... Uh, clarity of the sound when I do that, when I've got good internet. <laughs> and um, so if during the class, even now, that you have some win, some benefit that you've received that you can really see this has made a real substantial difference in your life that you would like to share with the group, uh, please raise your hand because whenever anybody shares, and it's star two to raise your hand, whenever anybody shares their ahas, their insights, or even their challenges and their struggles, everyone benefits because we can see ourselves, we can hear ourselves in it. We can recognize what we didn't recognize before. So if anybody has anything to share, um, insights and wisdom that you really see, you're doing things differently in your life now. Some of the problems you had at the beginning of the year, they've fallen away or they've been healed. Um, anything that you can share, uh, would love to hear it. Start to, to raise your hand. I'm going to take a sip of my apple cider here. One of the things that I can tell you is that we, and I do mean you and I, are becoming way showers in this world, in our family, in our workplace, in our community. We are becoming way showers. And for many of us, that feels like, oh, no, no, I, I can't own that. I, I can't. That's, oh, no, no, that would be pure ego if I were to say that. It's not, actually. It's pure ego to reject it, actually, because it is the truth. We are the way showers. We are interested in healing our life by spiritual methods. We are interested in awakening to our true identity and the unity of all life. We are interested in being wholly loving and wholly compassionate. We are interested in being joyful and happy all of the time, peaceful all of the time. And that's what way showers are interested in. 
therefore we are way showers. <laughs> and there's no burden that comes with way showing. None whatsoever. Kareen is raising her hand here. Hey Kareen. Hi. Jennifer, I am so thankful for the information in the book about the clearing our chakras, and that mm. has really helped a lot. Mm. Uh, the fifth one, I think it was, was the constipation issue. Oh, my God, I used to suffer so much from that practically my whole life. But for the last three months since I have done that work, not one day without. <laughs> it is really, really working. And right now, I'm continuing to work. I'm on the seventh chakra clearance. And mm -hmm. sometimes I go back and forth and review things. I think that's also necessary for me. But there's been a lot of healing. And um, the questions that you ask in there, the guidance, um, because I never knew anything about chakras before, but you, you put in a lot of information to help discover things. And yes. sometimes I may not have a question. I may not have an answer for something now, but next, you know, next week I'll go back and then I'll see something will come up that will help me discover. So it's an ongoing process, but it's really, really helpful. So thank you so much for that. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for letting us know that. You see, it's interesting, Kareen, because uh, people have told me over the years, they've called me or reached out to me, emailed me and said, I'm really struggling in some particular area and I I don't know what to do. And then I'll ask them, well, did you do the whatever chakra work in the workbooks? And they say, oh, no, I didn't do any of the chakra work. I say, well, go do, go do that, you know, whatever chakra it is. And uh, they find they have a breakthrough. And... Uh, so what I hear is you you're, you're totally in it to win it, and that's what I've known about you all year is you have been willing to really practice it. You're not just content to listen to class. You really you're interested in having that healing, and you're interested in sharing the benefits with your family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, congratulations. See, now, who would have thought that you could clear constipation with spiritual inquiry? <laughs> yep, yep. Even traveling. I mean, if I sat in a car for like 10 hours going to Miami, for sure I would have a problem, a big problem. <laughs> but I did that this year and uh, nothing happened. I mean, the last, last month I went to Miami. After all that sitting down, I still had no issue with that. So Nice. It a miracle, yes. Yeah, thank you for being willing to talk about it and tell us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. All right. We've got Jenny raising her hand here. Hey, Jenny. Oh, hello. Hello, good afternoon. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Okay, good. Oh, um, so nice to be here. And I really, I'm so glad that this, this class was in the afternoon today at the end of the year because... Um, Oh my goodness, I've had really so many shifts in, in probably in the last month, um, more so things have just really been shifting. Um, one thing mainly is with a challenge that I had with my friend, which I remember we spoke about in class, I can't remember which month, maybe June or July. And uh, I had some, and I just, I really had some guidance 
and I it was, and I know it was spirit guidance because of what you said because it was it was it felt nice it did it it wasn't ego it it just felt right and I sent her a long email and standing up for myself and saying no I'm not going to do this thing um, I'm not going to go into all the details but I stood my ground and and had realised that I was getting drawn into being a victim again and I stood back and I said no I'm not going to do it and in a kind way I said it in a kind way and I just feel very shifted because I don't feel focused as if I'm uh, I need to have this relationship anymore I feel like my neediness has dissolved and this is this also is a similar reflection with the relationship with my son there's mm. and I feel that I'm more standing my ground and giving myself more kindness and more respect and oh, so many of your teachings I have just loved and using all of the tools the forgiveness tools um i can't remember all of them now at this point but i just feel like i am so much more confident and certain of my path right now than i was in january mm. and and i'd like to say i don't know it may have been in the in the summertime um, that i really was thinking that i'm going to leave this course and i can't do it it's it's not working, and I didn't think that it was for me, and, and I stuck with it, and, and I stuck with it mainly because of talking with one of my prayer partners at the time, and so that support was really helpful, and, and I stayed with it, and I've stayed the whole year, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, oh, it's so wonderful, so wonderful, and I think and I think one of the main reasons I wanted to be on this call today was because I didn't know if I would get a chance to have a one-to-one -one with you before the end of the year. And uh, my favorite part was Salisbury. <laughs> and yes. meeting you and the group and doing that lovely spiritual tour. Mm. And, but oh, I just feel very uplifted and very grateful for these teachings. And, and I feel like I'm a way shower. And I, I would like to be a way shower for my friends. However... I don't know how it's going to unfold, and I don't know the outcome, but I, this morning I had another thought that maybe I need to re say to her that our paths at this time are not together. They are going different ways. They're not parallel anymore. But I don't know how that's going to work out, and I need to maybe ask for more guidance from spirit. Um, oh, I wish I could remember so many things to say. But <laughs> well... Let, let, yeah. Well, certainly it was wonderful to be with you in person in England and uh, to go on that wonderful tour together was just so delicious. And I, 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 I love that you're sharing that you really like you were you were ready to say, oh, this is just not working for me. But something, you know. Whether it's spirit or prayer partner or whatever it is that how it comes through, you you say, well, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep going. And oftentimes when we do keep going like that, that's when uh, there's the breakthrough. Um, I remember Wayne Dyer had a thing called "It's Never Crowded Along the Extra Mile," and um, 
that's the thing about going that extra mile is that's often where the breakthrough comes. That's why I say with the the one-day Vipassana experience, when people can do that, if they can really keep it going all the way to the end of the day, they'll they'll find uh, it's really worth the effort. And um, do you mind if we talk about you and your friend here for just a minute? The, sure, the, yeah, fine. yeah, so because um, a lot of times we do find as we're growing and changing and shifting, especially if we feel that it's happening rapidly, that our friends aren't, uh, growing with us and sometimes it's really challenging our spouses aren't growing with us our family and um, what I have learned is to that for me it's best to not ever have a kind of a conversation about uh, is this relationship going to continue or it feels like we're complete I just give that to the Holy Spirit okay because the ego likes to know where everything is and, you know, put a label on it and and feel like, okay, this one's done, we can put this away. Uh, but nothing's ever done in spirit. Mm. You know, okay. the relationship is eternal. So you're you're connected for life because you're one with each other. Yes. And so, like I said, there's the ego temptation to want to say, well, do I have to still keep calling them? Do I send them Christmas cards? Um, do I invite them to the party? You know, we want to know those kind of formal things. But again, if we could just leave it to the spirit and and not try and figure it out, then we're it's it's going to work out just fine. Okay, okay, and and that that is the hardest part is is knowing what I do because. Yes, you're right. I, my, the ego part of me does want to know: is this going to end, or is this going to carry on, or, or what? It's, it's really hard to let go of that, um, and, and not have the answer, and not know what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there's, um, you're probably familiar with in um, Gary Renard's book, Disappearance of the Universe. There's a really nice forgiveness process as well, um, which. I um I use sometimes too when mm. um, um you know when I'm stuck with that it's like okay so that comes to me um and then I, you know I I will say like the forgiveness process and hand it over to the holy spirit and just by putting my hand on my heart and going through that process that does help so but it's like like Gary said how often do I have to do this <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But that no, that's that. Yeah, that's uh, that is that is still a challenge. But I, I will, you know, I am willing. And and I think after one of your classes, I the other day I was listening to, and it's like, yes, I, I'm, I'm just willing to be. Oh no, it's one of your blog things. I'm willing to be willing to be willing. <laughs> right. And uh, and I just really want that 150% willingness um, to do this work because there is no other way for me. You know, there's I cannot go backwards now in my life. You know, I'm I, I'm all for going forward and and having lots of healing and 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 taking that step and being 
I suppose courageous in the face of who I am. That's that's all I've wanted to know is the truth of who I am. And, and more and more I'm being revealed of as this great, beautiful person, this great person, and, and, and moving away from being small um, and magnifying myself. And that's that's been a major part in my life as I've always played small. And that also has been realized this year of how much my life has been a victim. So that is a massive, massive big teaching which I learned this year and I'm now able to grow out of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things that uh, we we're going to talk about today. So while we're on that topic of playing small... Uh, I wonder if you'd be willing to just share a little bit here, Jenny. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. can you see that the ego might have some benefits to playing small? Yeah, it's keeping, keeping me in a safe place, keeping me hidden from people and not, uh, not facing people. Um, so keeping me hidden in my own little shell really or with like a cloak over me so it's just keeping me down but also in my life you know like not doing what I really want to do um, or having abundance or all the other things it is keeping me within lack and limitation within within these chains I guess Um, and just not being free and being myself Um, one of the other things that I'm looking forward to starting in the new year is doing some singing and free free movement dancing <laughs> and and that also will i i believe will free my spirit as well um in in my greatness as opposed to my smallness mhm um but being small the ego just it 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 feels like a trap. It feels like um, that I'm being kept in this this trap of not being not doing what I really want to do. Right. That's the best way I can explain it. <laughs> can Can you see how, in any way, it, it there's a, an appeal to it? Is there? What are some of the the real reasons that we allow ourselves to? somehow think that it's better to play small? Um, it's easier. There's there's no work involved. Um, it's... Um, there's, there's, uh, yeah. So what I'm hearing you say in that, Jenny, is that the challenges are familiar. Yes. You won't have any new challenges. Just the same old, same old challenges. Yes, it's the same old, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, if I, if I look at my life as a big picture, I can see where all the challenges have been, but I've been stuck in moving, away, moving a little bit, but then just coming right back again because, oh, it's not working or I can't do it or I'll try this way. And I move from one thing to another to another, you know, one teaching to another teaching to another teaching, thinking that it's going to be in somewhere else. And and it keeps 
something keeps holding me back and the the benefit is simplicity I suppose the benefit is um Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> That's okay. <Yeah. coughs> That's okay. So, this is the thing: is when we're playing small, our challenges are familiar. So, the uh, space in our life feels very familiar. So we don't get confronted with choices and challenges and changes that we don't know how to deal with. So we are we make a deal of being willing to continue to suffer with the same old, same old, uh, in exchange for not having any new challenges that are unfamiliar. And, and also we... We we settle for a, a, a kind of constant failure rather than a more um, uh, challenging uh, failure. So when we play small, we're not living our dreams. So it, there's always that, well, if I really applied myself, maybe I could do it. And so... Um, we haven't really failed completely at living our dreams until we get to a certain age and then we start to realize, oh, gosh, I'm running out of time here. But um, there's that sense of, well, if I really wanted to, I could apply myself and live my dreams, but it's not what I really, really want to do. I really prefer to be safe and small. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I can, one example I can think of in my life is that um, I, I went back to uh, a company in work four times <laughs> and tried again the fifth time, and they didn't want me the fifth time uh, because it was it was a comfort in a way. It's like I left to try a new challenge and and then went back to something that was comfortable. And, and and I and I yes. think, oh, yeah. Also, this thing of being a, a victim, which you know I've labelled myself as all my life, but didn't know it until this year, until just recently, the last few months. It's like you know, it's like oh my goodness, I could see how I've taken on all these different relationships, and and how I've. It, been a victim of being bullied mostly um, and it was easier for me to do for them, to please them to keep small to please them, to do what they wanted because I didn't know what I wanted I didn't know who I was so I never moved out to be my own person and, right. and I and I can see many, many relationships in my life where I played that part. Mm. Of, of, uh, and, and now I've recognized it. It's like it's come to light. Mm. And I can now feel like I can shift out of it. And that's where I feel the major shift is, has been, and, and just really in the past couple of months. 
So I said so playing small for me, I suppose, was keeping me in a place that I didn't <coughs> do anything. I was comfortable. I didn't have to do anything to have big challenges in my life. I know there are probably some other explanations I can't think at the moment. Right. You know, th that's so common. I think for we can all relate to that, this idea that you didn't have to do things that were uncomfortable. And yet, if you really look at it, playing the victim and letting other people manipulate you, that mm. that's uncomfortable. Yes. It's extremely it's, uncomfortable. Yes, it is. But it's, it, it was it was like a safety uncomfortable. It was like that's what I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Mhm. Mm this is this is a, a massive shift, and what I can say is the practices that you've been doing in Masterful Living and what you've shared today and and before with me is it really is about loving yourself. Really good. is, yeah. 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 So, some what can you share with us, Jenny? Some of the ways that you've learned to love yourself this year. Um, I think by by having my my daily spiritual practice in the mornings. Um, I am, of course, a miracle student, so I do read a lesson every morning. I, I read your prayer. Sometimes I listen to it. Sometimes I just read it. Um, I I pull an angel card. I that's something that I have been doing daily this year. Um, also, just doing the work of forgiveness and seeing uh, myself as one with other people who I'm in relationship with. Um, and I've done, I did also your um, forgiveness letters. I've used your forgiveness letter. In fact, I've just shared your forgiveness letter um, with a friend of mine who is very grateful for it. So you may see her along the way. <laughs> um, and just using all of the tools uh, that has helped me. Um, so I think recognizing it, just taking notice of myself, um, being more loving to myself, and and step it, and taking a step back. I think in in the face of adversity, if I can take a step back and really listen to spirit, and and one of the things at the beginning of the year, which I know uh, was was in my contract, and I know I've written about, is being able to hear the voice of spirit more. And I've had a couple of instances uh, towards the end of the year where I have listened, and it's because I've been able to take a step back and, and breathe and, and just slow down and breathe. I think that is one of the big things, is to be able to just slow down and breathe and listen. Not, it's not easy because, it, as you know, it's... Uh, yeah. But just even for a few minutes and just doing that daily. It's such an act of love. Yes, yes. And every act of love is, is maximal. It's deeply healing. It really is. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I just, uh, I just feel so grateful that 
I've I've been able to do this work and that I yeah that I found your teachings and your work just so grateful to all of your teachings Jennifer I, I really really am truly am um, and, and I just mean that from the bottom of my heart it's beautiful it's it's beautiful and I feel very loved I feel loved and mm. I never loved before. intention to carry into the new year. Yes, yes. More joy. Yeah. And, and thank you for giving me this space and time. Um, um, I'm, unfortunately, I, I won't be joining your, you next year. As I had mentioned, I am doing another course. Uh-huh. Uh, a One Spirit Interfaith Ministry course. Mm-hmm. Which I've started. And... Um, so I'm sure our paths will cross at some point. Yes. We hope so, anyway. Yes. Well, and you have wonderful work to do. And uh, what I've seen this year is you've gotten ignited to really give yourself permission to do it. Yes, yes. And, and that that's also a very important point is to give myself permission, is to allow yourself to do the work. Yes. That, that's that's a very important point. Yes. Well, you're you're giving yourself permission to follow your passion and follow your dream. That that this is one of the things that many people don't feel worthy of their calling. But we're all called. We're all called in some way, and we're all worthy of our calling. Mm. Yeah, all are called to a higher space, and we're worthy of that higher space. Yes. Mhm. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. If you think of anything else, Jenny, please raise your hand again. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we've got... Um, Sally wrote in, she says, I have my mastery journal beside me right now, and I glanced at my contract written the 16th day of 2016. I have tears in my eyes, realizing all the ways my aspirations, intentions, and goals have been manifesting on so many levels. There were phases when I felt like I was in the belly of a beast. But I did persevere and each day return to trust in the process. I am stronger in so many ways. Yes, beautiful, Sally. Beautiful, and I see you're on the line there. So if you have anything more to add, you can raise your hand. And 
in the meantime, I'm going to go to, there's someone here, um, and I'm not sure who it is, in Pacifica, California. I'm going to raise your, uh, rather, unmute you. Hey there. Um, shoot. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? I do hear you. This is Lori. I'm using someone else's phone, and um, <clears throat> that's why you couldn't recognize the number. But ah. uh, hi, Jennifer and everyone. Thank you so much for this beautiful call. And um, <clears throat> I wanted to share some realizations that I've had that I'm actually enjoying uh, um, I've been always I guess my part of playing small in the world is uh, knowing that I have gifts to share but my habitual egoic thought is yeah but what about me what about me what about me mm-hmm. I mean it, just like it, 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 that what about me can come in different forms of inner chatter that are just barriers to living in the love and walking the talk. And I love that you start, it seems to me that, that Jennifer, you started our Masterful Living course in January with, that was the first thing I heard to be able to live in the love and walk the talk. And the plain small part is I have recently been so done with suffering, suffering from my own afflictions out into the world and just being right and just being waiting for someone else to change and having gossipy talks about um, one of my um, employers who's just not a good manager and when are you going to stand up to the plate. And and it just was such a burden inside. I could just feel this burden. And when I would leave conversations like that, and thank God there weren't many, but there were enough just to push me over the edge and say, no, stop. And what I have received from doing the work that I've done in Masterful Living this year is every day waking up thinking about my contract and always wanting to be truly helpful. The prayer and, of course, the miracles is my contract, that I'm here only to be truly helpful. It. And and your teachings, Jennifer, to let the Holy Spirit do the holy lifting. I mean, the heavy lifting. (laughs) Holy heavy lifting. (laughs) I just, I'm like, but what about me? The ego's like, but what about me? Like, where, where do I get to be the heroine? Where do I get to stand on the podium? I mean, those weren't like inner chatter words that I was hearing, but that's what I think was behind this um, keeping me playing small. And if I turn it over to God, then I just, you know, the the thing about, I've never read Disappearing from the Universe or whatever the book is by Gary Renard, but maybe that's my experience. I mean, not maybe. My experience this year in Masterful Living is I disappear. I am 
it's not gradual. It's starting to happen rapidly because I've made a decision. I am only going to be love in every situation. And the results are holy instants. In the holy nano picosecond. Picosecond I learned is faster than a nanosecond. <laughs> so God, God speed light. I decided to step up to the plate and be the one who's going to be accountable and be the one who's going to be responsible with that in that um, part-time position that I have. Um, and and I have done so many different things that have built trust um, in my relationship with the general manager where I'm working. And and he's, he's he is... He and all, everyone, myself, everyone on this call, everyone on the planet, everyone in the universe is who you are, and you're good enough for who you are. And I'm the one who gets to step up and build that core strength of love inside. Not build, but just allow. Allow love to shine. from. And I left the other day from this job, and I said, oh, there's one more thing to the general manager that I was just telling him something that I that I did so he doesn't have to do it, a task, and something that he would never probably get around to doing because it's not fun. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's all about taxes and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I said, oh, by the way, da-da-da. And when I walked up to him, he came, He walked, he, I, I called out his name, and we're in this big, it's a, it's a, um, an, an event space, you know, a big venue that you can rent and a private club before. Anyway, so we're in this grand ballroom, okay? Not grand, but it's a big ballroom. And and um, so I called out his name and he walked towards me, which is something that he hadn't been doing because I was holding him in contempt <laughs> behind his back. <laughs> and and it actually I was playing inside of someone else's holding him contempt and I was agreeing with them, which is just the same as if I initiated that egoic conversation. So so and and I know that energy is what we are and love energy and and that people feel and hear us even they know. Like my mom always used to say, people know when they don't want when you don't like them, Lori. People know when 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 they when you don't people know when you don't like them you know or when you're being dissing like that and so i called out his name and he actually walked towards me and i don't ever remember him i remember calling out his name before but then i would have to go to meet him in the place where he was standing and he walked towards me and he had this look on his face that i have seen him um portray to his wife and his little two-year-old daughter and it was a look of you know love and 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 that's what i experienced and and it was and it was like being very present with me and and that was <clears throat> one of the complaints that that person who started the conversation is that he's just not present well guess what if you be present with others and you give love to others i experience love myself and it was amazing. Like my little spirit did a skip and a hop out that building. And I was like, man, this is so much more fun living in love and walking the talk than being the other, being in the other thought system. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Jennifer. There's many, many more stories that I could share of success. But I am 
release the burden of I am here to to be truly helpful, and I I I ha- that is such a success for me. And if I got nothing else from the course, which I know that's not true, I have so many other stories to share. That I you know realizations that that's all I've ever wanted since I've had the course since I was. 27, and now I'm going to be celebrating my 60th birthday on December 19th. Please hold me in this next decade and decades to come that I will continue this path. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Well, you have consistently worked and been willing to look at your mind, make new choices, take responsibility, and... You've been doing the work, Laurie, and you're seeing the results. And thank you for that beautiful share. You're welcome. Thank you, Jennifer. God bless yeah. you. Yeah, you too. And <clears throat> and happy birthday. Happy birthday. We've got uh, Laurie in Wyoming also raising her hand here. Hey, Laurie. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. Hi. Um, I wanted to share what my year has been like um, and wanted to let you know that I am planning on continuing with this course. Mm. And one big reason that I'm going to continue is that I realize in this last month that my fight is finally over, that I've had a little fighter inside, Wow. soul that has been fighting for survival. And I went through some of my notes so that I could share um, where I discovered this little fighter. But And the fight's no longer is over. But in The Path of Light, um, written by Robert Perry, there's a section that totally, totally... Um, Uh, put it all together for me and it this one was on heaven and it says heaven is not a place nor a condition it is merely an awareness of perfect oneness and the knowledge that there is nothing else nothing outside this oneness and nothing else within and it says heaven is the complete absence of all the painful and limiting elements we experience here on earth We spend our lives trying to avoid suffering here, yet our suffering is an automatic consequence of the basic nature. Space involves finite objects that are separate from each other, that often clash and collide, and that are vulnerable and eventually disintegrate. Um, The problem is that in space we are one of these objects, which means that we experience ourselves as a teeny alone in conflict, easily damaged and doomed to die. And it goes on and it just says, rather than temporary and unstable, we are forever. And um, in this exalted state, we are free, free from all the brutal symptoms of time and space. Yes. And I, uh, you know, I had a question of how does, how do you get into a spiritual lifestyle so that you you know, you feel like Jennifer, you know, like when you write Jennifer, it's like, uh, this is the way I used to be, but this is the way I am now. And um, the words bring it up, lift it up for healing. 
I really only grasped that in this last month. And but so I so that all situations come up for healing, like the elections this last um, month has been so enlightening to me because I'm like, wow, is God really bringing things up for healing? Like, really, we could take a look. This is big, very profound um, black and white situation, you know, as far as right and wrong, let's say. And, um, wow, we can really take a look at all of the items that we are holding on to, that we're um, judging, I mean, really big judging, and um, now we can take a look at it and really heal from this situation. So I really um, appreciate that, too. Mm-hmm. And then my my one of my willingness, you know, if, and you're right, Jennifer, if you are just willing, just to be willing, it doesn't mean we have to know how. So I have given it up. I have been willing in most of my situations, and some are more difficult than others, as we know. But I've really lifted it up for healing. And and I've asked to be spiritually liberated. And I feel like I have arrived in the idea of spiritual liberation. Mm. Um, the I am the light of the world is in Lesson 81 um, of The Course of Miracles. Mm-hmm. And it says, lighting up the world is my function, remembering who I am. I am light and can bring light into the world through forgiveness and sharing the happy news of freedom and guilt. And uh, Freedom from guilt. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from guilt. And and then I'm noticing, you know, I've had a community issue where I moved into this new community and I know I've shared, oh, my gosh, I've got all these new neighbors and I can't reach out. This is not, this is not going on right now. It is, I am, I've got this thought, you know, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. And may I have everyone I meet a little brighter today and... I ask to see the light in every situation, and may I respond to darkness with light. And I've led my life in the last 25 years, 21 years, as a victim, where circumstances Mm. have led every single action of mine. Mm. And I can see the light, and the, the darkness is lifted, and I can be the light for myself, I can be the light for my family and my friends and my new friends. And I have a smile on my face. I'm just skipping through <laughs> the neighborhood, skipping through the new church I found. Um, it feels like the spirit has just thrown. It's just you, your vibes and your energy create these people. They show up. They're showing up. I had a party at my house. I mean, they're just showing up and the Faces that are showing up in my world are bright and smiley. <laughs> it's the neatest experience. Yes, like attracts like. Mm. And just any situation doesn't have any power over me. And it's so mind training, isn't it? It's just get just mind training. Oh, it's just lovely. 
that's the thing is, it's not enough to read A Course in Miracles. We really have to live it and apply it, or it just doesn't make any difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you, you have been doing just that. And it hasn't been easy for you. Mm-mm. No, it's been no, very, it very challenging. I have had a huge challenge where one of the situations I had, I've always had a, you know, a little fighter against my father. And then all of a sudden, this year after we moved, I put my little fighter on my husband, which it hasn't been on my husband. It's always been on, but it was just transferred. So the neg- my negative spirit was transferred to my husband. But the thing that spirit did for me was bring that to light to sh- to sh- bring it up yeah. for healing. So, you know, because my husband became um, just really uh, disoriented when he moved, and so he became um, like this Henri, uh, very uh, hypersensitive type of a character, which I had not seen before um, in my home. And so, but, ooh, I was hateful and, and uh, judged everything he said and did. And so it's just been super to bring him closer because I'm able to heal the relationship with my father as, through John, actually, through just seeing, oh, gosh, I am having the same thing. I thought I, I'm having the same relationship as my mother and father did. And I was like, I never, I was committed that I would never have a relationship like them. And all of a sudden, it was completely showing up in my marriage of 35 years. So it's really still in the healing process and still in the bringing it to light. But it is really um, a magical moment just to realize, I'm transferring just like I've transferred all my other um, victim behaviors on others and now I'm turning it so that I can see that I'm not a victim and that I am powerful in this situation and powerful in the situations in the world and it's just made such a big difference. Well, Laurie, what I remember too is earlier in the year you really looked at this issue with your father. You really you confronted it. And yes. you really you really did work with it. And I worked with Angela on this too and every time I've talked to Angela, which is once a week, I if something peels off more. She calls it she doesn't call it an onion, she calls it a bubble. So she said like balloon number seven or balloons. She said this is balloon number seven and each balloon has a piece of the judgment and resentment in it of my father, but it's peeled or thrown up into the universe um, each time I'm able to let a piece go right. of that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And um, it's, you know, one thing that we did come up with is that I was trained to be to doubt myself. And so to doubt myself, I have been, and I didn't doubt myself as a little girl, like I became stubborn and I was going to be, you know, conquering the world. But then, Jennifer, when I didn't conquer the world, when things toppled in on me, that's when I became the doubtful soul and the 
um, victim soul where each situation that I was um, looking at was the same. So I figured, I just said, must be me. It must be the way I'm living. It must be the way, you know, I, I tried to change. I've tried to read. I've tried to fix and nothing has. So I just gave up. I just gave up and became a recluse and didn't smile anymore and looked at everybody's thinking, why did they smile? And I think that's what drew me to you more because why does she have such a beautiful spiritual path? Why is she giving free classes? Why is she... Um, you know, just always doing workshops. And now I'm seeing that once you have the spiritual light, oh my gosh, you want to share it. You want people, other people to feel it and to grow and to be able to get out of whatever they've decided upon themselves, that they are free. I want to free the world. (laughs) That's it. That's it. And we know that we can by doing our own work and by mm-hmm. sharing what we're learning and just modeling it, just demonstrating it. We don't even have to talk about it so much because believe me, Lori, in my own family, I, 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 I'm not giving anybody a spiritual talk. Mm-hmm. You know, but my family has transformed so, so, so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the same with mine. I wouldn't give them a spiritual talk. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's the <laughs> actions, you know. I, uh-huh. um, I've been doing access consciousness, which is, um, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but it's a energy work that you do some trigger points. And what it's brought to me is people um, that are, we just get to know each other more. So I get to do this energy work on them and get to, just shine, just share points and bit, bits and pieces without saying where it's coming from, Or, but I'm increasing their light. I can see that I am, so that's really fun. Hmm. Yeah. Now, question for you. What is the difference between um, one and two in our classes? Because it's like, well, I'm just feeling like I'm opening up and maybe one would be better because I'm just opening up. But I really don't, I'm not the kind of person that likes to repeat a lot. You know, I'm like, I've already heard that or done that. So I was just wondering. Yes. Well, I've talked about that a little bit. I will definitely talk about it some more. And um, so... I I will talk about it some today, and uh, I'll continue to talk about it over the next couple weeks. And then uh, I thought I would be offering the one-on-ones by now, but as you can hear, my voice is still not strong. And um, so I'm trying to just take care of it and honor – I'm not trying. I am taking care of it and honoring myself and – so I hope to start doing one-on-one appointments uh, next week. And anybody who wants to talk about the particulars of uh, if they're thinking about repeating year one or taking year two, we can talk about your individual choice. And um, I'm so happy to talk about that with anybody and uh, as well as anything you'd like to talk about in your one-on-one. So <clears throat> thank you for asking me about that. And um, and I I will cover some of that um, today. 
And thank you for letting me share. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. It's it's wonderful to hear from you, Laurie. You know, in the community calls particularly, um, but also in class some early in the year, you know, you shared quite a bit about your challenges with uh, all members of your family. And, um, and we're really seeing you reap the results of having done the work this year and, and how things have improved in your relationships. Oh, it's just, it's really, um, it's just a miracle. Indeed. It's a, it just feels like a miracle. I feel like a big bear hug. It's just really wonderful. Yeah, you know, and it's so important to remember that a miracle is really when we drop the ego belief and we just allow ourselves mm-hmm. to think the thoughts of God, mm-hmm. which which are our natural thoughts of extending love. And then because our mind has changed, our life changes. And the circumstances change. The situations change. When we love ourselves more, we're more receptive to the ways that the universe can love us. We're compassionate with others. Others are more compassionate with us. And when we're compassionate with ourselves, others are more compassionate with us. And so it just keeps spiraling up. It's it's amazing. It is amazing. Indeed. Thank you for your share. All right. So you can see Lori's a perfect example and um, both Lori's and Jenny and I'm sure Sally uh, that we're becoming way showers in the world, in our family, in our community, in our workplace and if you think it's possible if you have a desire everything you need will be provided especially when that desire you have is to share love, to be love, to know love, to have love as the center and focus of your life. Everything you need will be provided. It is about allowing and not obstructing. <clears throat> so this is what we're seeing from the shares that people have today is they're relinquishing the thoughts, beliefs, behaviors, and patterns of blocking the flow of love and it's so important that we have honor and respect for our entire experience and one of the things I know that I used to do was I used to hate certain parts of my experience and I used to think certain parts of my experience were bad and stupid and wrong all these judgments about parts of my experience now my life has really 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 changed and I used to feel angry and upset every day there would always be triggers every day that would make me feel furious and angry and upset and irritated and bothered. And I still get tweaked. You know, I still get annoyed and frustrated and irritated. Um, but I don't live in that space. And my experience of it is so small compared to 
what it used to be. So something that maybe before would have made me just so furious, now I might feel slightly annoyed. And then I'm after I start to feel slightly annoyed for a moment, oh, it's starting to snow here. Oh, it's lovely. Uh, then I would, uh, I just start to feel that shift. Oh, my piece is gone. Not going to trade my piece for that thought that's not true. No, thank you very much. And so there's my living practice. There's my loving myself as my living practice. And so having that living spiritual practice all day long, that's how we change our lives. And being willing to have honor and respect for our entire experience helps us to not reject the learning that's encoded into the parts we don't like. Now, as you know, one of the themes of Masterful Living is moving from learning through pain to learning through joy. That we can learn the same lessons that we can learn through pain, we can learn through, through joy. It's easier, it's faster, <coughs> and we actually learn them better that way. Meaning, we don't have to repeat them over and over and over again. I need to blow my nose, so one second. I remember all too well, because I teach from it, <laughs> um, but I remember all too well that I used to have the same arguments with my brother, with my father, with my mother, with my sister-in-law, with the people I was close to in my life. I would have the same disappointments again and again and again, over and over and over. And each time, I would feel a little more despair, a little more just like, why do I even bother? Oh, my God, this is never going to change. And having those thoughts. And, of course, the holidays, when we are getting triggered into all the old unhealed stuff, all these thoughts can come up. In fact, um, I, I laugh sometimes because uh, I've been spending so much time at my brother's house in the last couple of years, and um, it's been wonderful. And I that never would have been possible years ago because my brother and I, we just couldn't get through a day without being mean to each other, seriously. We're always jabbing at each other and poking at each other and saying unkind things, pushing each other's buttons. It was horrible. And we don't have any of that anymore. We really don't. And, um, and by the way, my brother used to just be like that all the time, poking, sarcasm, all that stuff. And... Uh, he just I don't see him doing that with his wife or his children or anybody much anymore not around me anyway and um, one of the things in my brother's family is they they all tend to do this they because um, my brother has four children they they will go into the kitchen they will open the cabinets they leave the cabinets open they turn on the lights they leave the lights on uh, they'll put things 
pull things out, make a sandwich, whatever, and they'll leave um, the mayonnaise, the pickles, the relish, the all the you know condiments and things out on the counter. And they'll all do it, every single one of them. They'll, and I'll come down, uh, go into the kitchen to get a glass of water or something, and the lights are on, the cabinets are all open, there's stuff all over the counter. And it used to anger me because when I was a child, I would get fined if I left the lights on. I'd get fined a quarter if I left the room and I wasn't coming right back and I left the, the lights on. So it just seems like a punishable offense to my ego and a waste, of course, of energy. Energy is precious. And so... um I would become annoyed every time I saw that. And um, now it, it doesn't really bother me. But yesterday, uh, I wasn't feeling so well. And I came in and the kitchen cabinets were open. And this judgment came into my mind. And it was something like, jeez, um, I, I can't remember quite what it was now. But let's say it was something like, They're never going to change, or I, I can't remember what it was, but it was some kind of condemnation like that. And then I just laughed. I just laughed, and I said, there's that old thought. There's that old judgment. There it is, and I'm so glad that I don't believe it anymore. So grateful. But just seeing that's that's where my practice is. So not that I don't have any judgments, but I can laugh at them now. I don't think they're right. And so I don't go down the path of being right and being irritated, making others wrong, and creating a sense of distance and separation between me and my loved ones. I'm just not interested in that anymore. And <clears throat> But we still... In the midst of all this, again, have honor and respect for my experience. So my experience is that I come into the kitchen and everything's kind of messy. And, and But it's not my kitchen. It's not my kitchen. I'm a visitor. So what difference does it make? It really doesn't make any difference. It does not in any way change the quality of their life. Uh, it just doesn't. We could say that having a neat and clean kitchen all the time would improve the quality of somebody's life, but it just doesn't. It really doesn't. It's cleaning our mind, organizing our mind to not have those thoughts that improves the quality of our lives. We think that changing things from the outside it's going to change the quality of our life, but that's not what does it. It's changing how we hold it inside. And <clears throat> sometimes we just label our experience bad or wrong and have no honor or respect for it, but our experience is to teach us what's going on in our heart and our mind. So when we can have honor and respect for our experience 
and not just label it wrong and bad, then we're able to learn from it faster and easier. And it's part of not allowing ourselves to go to a place of labeling things bad and wrong and just really having honor and respect that everything is helpful to us. As it says in the Course, all things are lessons God would have me learn. Therefore, everything is of value. That's one of the things in that beautiful development of trust section in the Manual for Teachers. That uh, we are in this learning where we're recognizing that everything has value to us because everything can teach us. Let's not dismiss anything as being useless or pointless. That would be spiritually immature. And so this is one of the journeys of Masterful Living is to become more spiritually mature, to love our experience, to love our life. So one of the things for us that can really come up around the holidays just like with the, the kitchen stuff that I just spoke about, is do you have rules? Does your ego have rules? Do you have rules in living? And do you have rules in relationship? And are those rules helping you? Or are they keeping you from being loving in the moment? Do you have rules? This is something you can really contemplate. It's a great thing to talk about with your prayer partner or a friend. Do you have rules and are those rules getting in your way of being spontaneously loving? Sometimes it can be helpful for us to have rules and uh, for some people it's what they call boundaries because people don't love themselves enough uh, that having a, a rule will help them to not let, to not give themselves away. I was going to say not let people take advantage, but people can't take advantage of us. We can give ourselves away. And if we're willing to give ourselves away, people will use that. They'll take it. But they're not taking advantage of us. Not really. I mean, sometimes they know they are. That they're being pushy and manipulative. But if we're allowing it, that's on us. So no one can take advantage of us unless we allow it. So just looking at, it's a great way to look at some ego healing that you can bring forth. Do you honor and respect your entire experience? Which means just not labeling any of it bad or wrong. And do you have rules? Do you have rules that get in the way of the flow of love in your family, in your relationships, in your household, in your workplace? And can you revisit that? <clears throat> now, another thing that it, we can look at is, are you actually actively creating the life you'd like? Are you willing to? So the people who share today, they are actively creating the life they would like through healing their mind and then making choices that support them in 
having the relationships and activities and expansion that they desire. So they're they're doing what Joseph Campbell would say, following their bliss. So they're they're becoming more aware of the things that they really enjoy, more aware of the things that they don't enjoy, and they're offloading the things they don't enjoy, and they're uploading the things that they do enjoy. Do you know? Um, I'm thinking about Sally's share about her contract and how moving it was for her to see that the contract she wrote at the beginning of the year, which may have felt like a bit of a pipe dream to you at that point, Sally, now you see that it's really manifesting. This is the power of our mind, that our contract, even if we don't put that much attention on it, or almost none, it will come manifest if we are doing something in that direction. Now, just imagine if you read your contract morning and night, like I suggest, and you're really keeping it actively in front of you. Because the people who do that, they're rock stars. They are rock stars. They rock their world. Just through that one simple thing of morning and night practice, reading their contract. That's why I suggest that people make a very concise contract that not only can you read it, but you can just, you know it. You, you've you learned it. It's part of your, it's written in your heart, and so you don't have to read it. It's, it's there. It's on the tip of your tongue. And, you know, the way it kind of works is it's, I can tell you, back in my 20s, I just turned 57, back in my 20s, I had a dream. I had a dream that I could be happy. I had a dream that I could be successful. I had a dream that I could help people. And I had a dream that I could be a loving presence, a healed presence. And that dream became a goal took a few, quite a few years, but it did become a goal. And then a few more years, it became a strong intention. And then it really, it's manifesting. It's definitely manifesting. And that's kind of how we work. Go from a dream to a goal to an intention to uh, an aspiration and a manifestation. And I know that this is how things work. And so that's one of the goals I have for everyone in Masterful Living is that they will experience that for themselves. And what I know from my own life is that being of service to the light and to the mission of awakening humanity and accelerating our collective healing, that this being of service to this trajectory is so happy-making. It's so joyful. And it's really giving from the overflow of love in the heart. Uh, to be of service can only truly be an expression of love. It can't be uh, needing to get recognition or appreciation or validation in return. And 
there's an awakening evolution that's happening. Uh, awakening is a choice. Ascension is a choice. Enlightenment is a choice. And awakening, ascension, and enlightenment are all really words for the same thing. And uh, we focus more on that in year two, on really purifying our mind and our heart and focusing on, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm moving on to this path of awakening where that is going to have a greater focus now in in my year is that I am moving in this direction of awakening. I am deserving of my awakening. And <clears throat> I mean, you've already been choosing your awakening. You already have, you know, you and you have already been chosen. That's the other thing is people think, oh, am I entitled? Am I worthy? All have been chosen. All are worthy. And so consider this. The world we see is an illusion. It's a projection. It's like in the movie The Matrix, okay? <clears throat> you think of uh, if you haven't seen the movie The Matrix, it's it's really worth seeing. So there's the physical world, and then there's the world in the mind. That's the Matrix, the world in the mind. And in the Matrix movie, it's a software program that people plug into their mind. And it's a whole different reality than their physical reality. And so in the movie The Matrix... Neo, the main character, <clears throat> he has an experience where in he's in in his mind, he's in that software program of the Matrix, and in there he gets killed. So it looks like. And the other character, Trinity, says to him, Get up, you're not dead. You are not dead. Get up. And he hears it in his mind and he realizes that in the illusion, he can't, he, it's, he could seem to die in the illusion, but he's not really in the illusion. And so he's not really dead. It's just an illusion. And so this is the place that we're moving to in our mind and we get more clarity on in the year two that the things that we're convinced are so real in this world that are such big problems. We allow ourselves to melt the problem in the mind so it doesn't appear so real on the screen of our life. We're really working <coughs> more at the level of the mind. You see, one of the things in the year one curriculum is we've got to clear a lot of the emotional distractions of life. And we do it through recognizing the divine alarm clock is going off and learning to work at the level of the mind. And so in year two, we become more focused on working at the level of the mind and more focused on really clearing that which is not helpful. So it's a real continuation. <clears throat> and 
for people who have been listening all year but really haven't been doing the work, then it's best to just repeat year one. It really is. And uh, you still can stay connected to your prayer partners. And uh, But the people who who I've seen just seen that when people haven't done the work in year one and they move on to year two, they kind of crash and burn. So um, love yourself enough to just do the work. Do the work. And it's very fulfilling and satisfying when you actually do the work. And uh, everyone that shared today, uh, both Lori's and Jenny and Sally, they're they can tell you that there's great satisfaction in being able to actually do the work. It's really, really worth it. And, uh, yes. Well, it's time for us to close it out here. I'm so grateful for your showing up on a Saturday. I love you very much. I'm going to take a breath of love and gratitude here and pray us out and play a song. So let's take that breath, that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful, so thankful to open our hearts and open our minds to the power of love that's healing us right now. So grateful that we are worthy, all are worthy. And so we partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to remember and recognize the fullness of love is right where we are. It's happening now. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented, unlimited expansion, awakening, and healing that we desire. We're willing to let go of the past. We're willing to let go of the patterns and the beliefs, (coughs) the hurts and the upsets that do not serve our path of love. Truly grateful, truly thankful to allow ourselves to have this healing, this awakening, and to share the benefits with everyone. We go forth energized, more our true selves. In gratitude, we let the healing be. We allow it to be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes, 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 yes. So wonderful. All right. Well, uh, today I am going to uh, play one of my favorite songs, and it's about having a revelation. Uh, It's by the Agape International Spiritual Center Choir. It's one of my favorite songs to sing with the choir. And it's really about having that realization of truth about why we're alive. And uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's called Had a Revelation. I love you. Let's take a deep breath while Otis Freeman shows you what's next. been my one desire 
God is my everything. God's everything to me. Living in the Spirit has set my soul free. I gave my whole life to God. Then I began to see.
Tony Novell. The moderator has left the conference.